the New Testament. As Jesus was speaking to the crowd, his mother and brother stood outside asking to speak to him. Someone told Jesus, Your mother and your brothers are outside, and they want to speak to you. Jesus asked, Who is my mother? Who are my brothers? Then he pointed to his disciples and said, Look, these are my mother and brothers. Anyone who does the will of my Father in heaven is my brother and sister and mother. Later that same day, Jesus left the house and sat beside the lake. A large crowd soon gathered around him, so he got into a boat. Then he sat there and taught as the people stood on the shore. He told many stories in the form of parables, such as this one. Listen, a farmer went out to plant some seeds. As he scattered them across his field, some seeds fell on a footpath, and the birds came and ate them. Other seeds fell on shallow soil with underlying rock. The seeds sprouted quickly because the soil was shallow. But the plants soon wilted under the hot sun, and since they didn't have deep roots, they died. Other seeds fell among thorns that grew up and choked out the tender plants. Still other seeds fell on fertile soil, and they produced a crop that was thirty, sixty, and even a hundred times as much as had been planted. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. His disciples came and asked him, Why do you use parables when you talk to the people? He replied, You are permitted to understand the secrets of the kingdom of heaven, but others are not. To those who listen to my teaching, more understanding will be given, and they will have an abundance of knowledge. But for those who are not listening, even what little understanding they have will be taken away from them. That is why I use these parables. For they look, but they don't really see. They hear, but they don't really listen or understand. This fulfills the prophecy of Isaiah that says, When you hear what I say, you will not understand. When you see what I do, you will not comprehend. For the hearts of these people are hardened, and their ears cannot hear, and they have closed their eyes, so their eyes cannot see, and their ears cannot hear, and their hearts cannot understand, and they cannot turn to me and let me heal them. But blessed are your eyes, because they see, and your ears, because they hear. I tell you the truth, many prophets and righteous people longed to see what you see, but they didn't see it, and they longed to hear what you hear, but they didn't hear it. Now listen to the explanation of the parable about the farmer planting seeds. The seed that fell on the footpath represents those who hear the message about the kingdom and don't understand it. Then the evil one comes and snatches away the seed that was planted in their hearts. The seed on the rocky soil represents those who hear the message and immediately receive it with joy. But since they don't have deep roots, they don't last long. They fall away as soon as they have problems or are persecuted for believing God's word. The seed that fell among the thorns represents those who hear God's word. But all too quickly the message is crowded out by the worries of this life and the lure of wealth, so no fruit is produced. The seed that fell on good soil represents those who truly hear and understand God's word and produce a harvest of thirty, sixty, or even a hundred times as much as had been planted. Psalm 17, verses 1 through 15. 
Here he says, O Lord, hear my plea for justice. Listen to my cry for help. Declare me innocent. That's how this psalm begins. Now, was David saying he was sinless? Far from a proud assumption of purity, David's claim was an understanding of his relationship with God. Now, in Psalms 32 and 51, David freely acknowledged his own sins. Nevertheless, his relationship with God was one of close fellowship and constant repentance and forgiveness. His claim to goodness, therefore, was based on his continual seeking after God. Psalm 17, verses 1 through 15, a prayer of David. O Lord, hear my plea for justice. Listen to my cry for help. Pay attention to my prayer, for it comes from honest lips. Declare me innocent, for you see those who do right. You have tested my thoughts and examined my heart in the night. You have scrutinized me and found nothing wrong. I am determined not to sin in what I say. I have followed your commands, which keep me from following cruel and evil people. My steps have stayed on your path. I have not wavered from following you. I am praying to you because I know you will answer, O God. Bend down and listen as I pray. Show me your unfailing love in wonderful ways. By your mighty power, you rescue those who seek refuge from their enemies. Guard me as you would guard your own eyes. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. Protect me from wicked people who attack me, from murderous enemies who surround me. They are without pity. Listen to their boasting. I am determined not to sin in what I say. I have followed your commands, which keep me from following cruel and evil people. My steps have stayed on your path. I have not wavered from following you. I am praying to you because I know you will answer, O God. Bend down and listen as I pray. Show me your unfailing love in wonderful ways. By your mighty power, you rescue those who seek refuge from their enemies. Guard me as you would guard your own eyes. Hide me in the shadow of your wings. Protect me from wicked people who attack me for murderous enemies who surround me. There without pity, listen to their boasting. They track me down and surround me, watching for the chance to throw me to the ground. They are like hungry lions, eager to tear me apart, like young lions hiding in ambush. Arise, O Lord, stand against them and bring them to their knees. Rescue me from the wicked with your sword. By the power of your hand, O Lord, Destroy those who look to this world for their reward, but satisfy the hunger of your treasured ones. May their children have plenty, leaving an inheritance for their descendants. Because I am righteous, I will see you. When I awake, I will see you face to face and be satisfied. Proverbs chapter 3, verses 33 through 35. The Lord mocks the mockers, but is gracious to the humble. The wise inherit honor, but fools are put to shame. Uh, This is Bobby B. I just want to give an affirmation to Cody Thorpe for coming back. Um, I recently did the same. Um, I know it's not easy, but... um, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's the best decision I've made thus far, and I, I guarantee it'll be the same for you. Um, I'm happy to see you back. I'm very excited to see what the Lord's going to be doing in your life. And uh, just keep your eyes on God.
I'll see you when you get up here, buddy. Later. This is Zach phasing up for the second time. Um, I'd like to affirm Maddie and Justin down at the farm. You guys, I don't know what I'd have done without you at the farm, man. Um, I can't wait to see you up here. Fuck the fight! Come on! About to do it like this, about to do it like this, y'all. When I sit back and imagine life without you, I can't fathom how I ever thought I'd make it on my own. And there's at least a million reasons I'm still standing here believing you're my comfort, you're my healing. This I know. You can't see the wind when it moves and leaves from the bottom to the top of the tallest trees. You are everything that I'll ever need, and they can't take that from me.
Good morning, everyone. This is Pastor Mike, phase one. I'm going to be reading from Ephesians chapter 1, verses 15 through 23. For this reason, because I have heard of your faith in the Lord Jesus and your love toward all the saints, I do not cease to give thanks for you, remembering you in my prayers, that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give you a spirit of wisdom and of revelation in the knowledge of Him, having the eyes of your hearts enlightened, that you may know what is the hope to which He has called you, what are the riches of His glorious inheritance in the saints, and what is the immeasurable greatness of His power towards us who believe, according to the working of His great might, that He worked in Christ when He raised Him from the dead and seated Him at His right hand in the heavenly places, far above rule and authority and power and dominion and above every name that is named, not only in this age, but also in the one to come. And he put all things under his feet and gave him as head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. The focus that I want to bring our attention to is Christ. Jesus is the reason why we have victory this morning. Jesus is not only the reason, but he is the way to victory. Specifically here in Ephesians 1, verses, actually just verse 22, it says, and he put all things under his feet. That doesn't mean some things. That doesn't mean a few things. But he put all things under his feet. So all of the doubt, all of the shame, all of the guilt, all of the discouragement, all of the circumstances, all of the issues of life and everything that bombards us, Christ has already put it under his feet. And if Christ is in us, it's under our feet. I believe in Psalms it says the enemy is our footstool. So those very things that the enemy tries to throw at us and that we even conjure up in our own flesh, that we bring to our own attention, our own will, our own selfishness, and then what the enemy adds on top of that, we have power in the name of Jesus that we have assurance in the name of Jesus that it is under our feet that we can overcome. But we cannot overcome with the tools of man, with the tools of humanity. We cannot overcome these things with our own self-help. But how we overcome these things, these battles, these issues, these selfish desires, these things that we bring upon ourselves, and also what the enemy throws at us is by focusing is by acknowledging, is by submitting ourselves to Jesus Christ. He is the only way through. He is the only one who can bring us over. He is the overcomer. And so I want to encourage you to call upon the overcomer, to call upon the more than a conqueror, Jesus. I encourage you to call upon him this morning. Whatever it is, whatever the situation, whatever the circumstance, 
It has been finished on the cross. Jesus has already taken it and he has gotten the victory. So we can walk in victory this morning. We can put all those things under our feet because Christ put it under his feet. So I want to encourage you to call upon the name of the Lord that bring your attention, bring your focus and set it on Jesus. The Bible says he is the way, he is the truth, and he is the life. So be encouraged that you can have the victory today. God bless you all. This is Tyler Carmona, phasing up to phase two. Uh, I grew up, good childhood. I grew up without a father. Uh, My mother was uh, real close to me. We, We had a strong bond, and... It was up till December 5th, 2015, I lost her. She was 39 years old, and uh, that really hurt me. But I had a calling to the refuge from God, and uh, I feel amazing already, man. I feel so much better. I, I have this relationship with God I never had before. Um, I just, I'm blessed to have this opportunity to have these brothers around me. Um, I just want to, you know, give a shout out to the brothers down in phase one at the farm. Maddie, keep pushing. Ray, Justin, you all are good guys, man. And uh, God bless you all. And I can't wait to see what I have in store for me. And uh, I'm ready to be a man of God. On a hill far away Stood an old rugged cross The emblem of suffering and shame And I love that old cross Where the dearest and best For a world of lost sinners was slain So I'll cherish the old rugged cross Till my trophies at last I lay down I will cling to Exchange it someday for a crown. To the old rugged cross, I will ever be true. Its shame, its reproach, gladly bear. Then he'll call me someday to my home far away, where his glory forever I'll share. So I cherish the old rugged cross till my trophies at last. 
change it someday for a crown and exchange it someday for a Salvation is here. 